0: Chapter 16, Paris. At that moment, my head broke the surface. How disorienting. I'd been sure I was sinking. The current wouldn't let up. It was slamming me against more rocks. They beat against the center of my back sharply, rhythmically, pushing the water from my lungs. I'm Julia Argy, And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine. Can I read to you what I wanted this chapter to start like? Your fan fiction Mm -hmm. for chapter 16? Yeah. At that moment, my head broke the surface. France. (laughs) She swam across the channel. Like, come on, man. The chapter's called Paris. I know. Of all the reasons it could be called Paris, being named after the Romeo and Juliet side character was not on my list of top reasons. Vanessa, do you want to recap the chapter for us? Even more than I wish I was in Paris right now. <laughs> Three, two, one, go to Paris. So Bella doesn't die. Jacob rescues her. And then um, it, they go back and they nap and her throat really hurts. And it turns out that Harry Clearwater had a hair, heart attack and is dying. And then it turns out he died. And then Jacob is like, I'll take you home. You want to be home for when Charlie gets home? And Bella, they, Jacob is basically like, I know you don't love me. And Bella's like, maybe I could be with you. And then they pull up and Carlisle's car is in front of the house. Are you ready to fill in some of the things I missed? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So Bella doesn't die. Jacob swims in and saves her. And then she regurgitates a bunch of seawater and she goes back home for a group nap. Except Jacob falls on the sleep on the floor and Bella thinks about what if she dated Paris and not Romeo and thinks no dating anyone after I date Edward invalidates our whole relationship and then Jacob brings her home because Harry Clearwater died and she thinks maybe I should make out with his shoulder and then she thinks no 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 and then a vampire is at the house is it Victoria oh no Victoria's red hair was in the ocean as Bella drowned but Victoria didn't murder her and then she goes in the house and she hopes it's Edward Can you imagine like after you read a book that you love, if you were like, I can't read any other books, it would invalidate my relationship with that book. No one would ever read New Moon. (laughs) Twilight only. Real Twilight stands only read Twilight. (laughs) It's just like, it's such specific logic. Yeah. Sorry, I can't have a second child. It'll invalidate that I love my first one. I mean, I found this chapter so sad because we finally get so much progress in terms of Bella getting over Edward and Jacob and her finally being together, which I wasn't that pro, but now I'm suddenly kind of into it. And then all of a sudden a vampire arrives. I'm like, come on. I know. I know. It almost makes you believe that Bella is fated to be a vampire and be with Edward. I guess so. It's like... I mean, it doesn't make me believe that, but... It almost makes someone believe that. Someone being me. Duped. <laughs> um, do you have any breaking news? Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Bella finally agrees with me and realized she doesn't love Jacob in a brotherly way. I was super excited for you when I read that. I was like, I good for you, Julia. Do you have breaking news? I do. My breaking news is that Bella thinks that Shakespeare was a bad writer. <laughs> she, at one point, is like what if Juliet loved Paris back? And then she's like, ugh, but Paris is just a stick figure of a character. He was only in there as a plot device. He isn't a well-rounded character. And I'm like, you know, Bella, we don't need your criticisms of Shakespeare. Yeah, she really rags on Macbeth for being potentially misogynistic too. She's really not into Shakespeare. Yeah, Bella hates Shakespeare. Do, do, do. Um, What about a moment of genuine enjoyment so my moment of genuine enjoyment is when bella mentions evil knievel who i did not know who that person was and so i googled it and apparently he's a real person everyone out there evil knievel is real he's a motorcycle racer um he's a stunt guy yeah, I thought Evil Knievel was the villain in the Austin Powers movie. So I was really excited to find this new development. And then I found out his name is actually Robert Craig, but he changed his name to Evil, E V E L. And I was just wondering, like, why he didn't change it to actual Evil, but that's just an aside. He's more evil than evil. He's Evel. <laughs> Evel is kind of a nice name. I just loved in our recording document that you were like, Evil Knievel is real. Who knew? (laughs) Literally everyone knew, Julia. Except me. Yes. Evil Knievel is real. He has broken almost every bone in his body. Don't ride motorcycles, folks. Yeah. What's your moment of genuine enjoyment? Ugh. Bella had such a breakthrough. She was like, wow, Harry Clearwater might die. I can't believe I was wasting resources being reckless. It was a stupid time to be reckless. Yes, Bella, safety is the best. It just, I was so proud of her. I felt like we had a real breakthrough of selfishness and of understanding how our actions impact others. And I was just so proud of her. I found it kind of like a weird moment of revisionist history where she was like, it was a stunt. And I was like, um, when I was reading that, it wasn't really a stunt, but okay. I, I'm not saying I loved everything about it, but when she says it was a stupid time to be reckless, don't ruin my enjoyment. Sorry, oh my gosh. Thank you. Okay, should we give some advice? I'd love to. Do you wanna go first? Sure, sure. So my first piece of advice is Bella. You learned a very specific lesson. This was a bad moment to be reckless because someone you knew had a heart attack. Expand that to every time is a stupid time to be reckless. So take micro lessons and expand upon them. What do you think is the most reckless thing that you would support Bella doing? Driving. That's it? Yeah, driving is really dangerous. What about, like, driving and, like, trying to connect her Spotify to her car and, like, not really looking at the road? No. Drive in silence, Bella. <laughs> so I think a lot of things are less reckless than driving. Like, go on a roller coaster. Roller coasters are fun. And they're, like, pretty safe. I can't believe she hasn't gone to a Six Flags yet. Yeah, that's such a good point. That never occurred to me. She should just, like, be going on all the roller coasters. But not twice at once. I want Twice at once? Not twice one right after the okay. other. <laughs> is what I meant. Because I once went to a Six Flags in rural Missouri, where there was no line on the Batman ride. And so the guy let us ride twice. <laughs> and a lot of us threw it. <laughs> like, not just me. Like, it was not good. It sounds like such a good idea. It's not. I went on my first roller coaster maybe last year, and it was the only time I've ever done a mindfulness activity. I was like, I'm not here. Close my (laughs) eyes and deep breathing. I'm like, check in with your body. You're not floating in the air twirling. Okay, that's not what mindfulness is. Mindfulness is about being in the present. (laughs) You were like, I'm not here. (laughs) Mindfulness to (laughs) dissociate. Well, I'm glad you had some resources at your disposal to get through that. Okay, what advice do you have, Julia? So despite us talking about how Bella doesn't like Shakespeare, I think she should reread the play because Juliet is 13 and their breakup is the equivalent of dumping your first boyfriend in middle school. And Bella read that play and thinks you can never get over anyone. But the whole like experience of any middle school relationship is largely you break up and you get over it. And so she can use her understanding of that to frame what actually happens in Romeo and Juliet, which is needless, senseless tragedy, not like worthy tragedy. Yeah, I completely agree. She says something in the book, like maybe I'm paying too close attention to Romeo and Juliet. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you're just paying the wrong kind of attention to Romeo and Juliet. Like there's nothing wrong with close attention to a book, but you Bella are doing a bad job. Mhm. Yeah. Closer, better attention. What's your second piece of advice? So my second piece of advice, I like can't believe I have to say this. So they go back after Bella almost dies and gets resuscitated from near drowning in a rainstorm, they go back to Jacob's house to the black house and Jacob is like, these sweats will be too big on you, but put them on. And she's like, no, I'm going to sit in my freezing cold clothes. And my advice is, oh, my God, change clothes. Why does she like sitting in wet clothes so much? (laughs) I tried to get her that hat rack. But, like, this isn't just her coat, like, her whole body. I just, like, don't understand Why she put so little effort into basic self-care and comfort. And so I just want to say, Bella, you're allowed to be comfortable. Like you deserve dry, warm clothes. You know, just do it. Just put on sweats. I'm pretty sure you can get hypothermia if it's like 50 degrees out, but you're wet. She is at high risk. Yeah. I mean, she like sits next to a radiator, but then like your clothes are all stiff. I just, like, don't understand why she likes to sit in wet clothes. Maybe she likes to be wet because she's so used to being cold near Edward's body. She's like, ah, oh, home, being cold. Or maybe she thinks that she's supposed to be a vampire, but really the monster she's supposed to be is a mermaid. Oh, that's a nice idea. She didn't really have great swimming skills. Do you know what would help? A fin. True. True. And the ability to breathe underwater. <laughs> okay. If that's why, then I get it. But as long as you're human, just be in dry sweats. Mm-hmm. Everyone. All the time. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. okay julia what is your second piece of advice so my second piece of advice is expanding upon an idea i had earlier about how victoria could murder bella bella and jacob drive up to the house and there's a mercedes in the driveway earlier i said just drive into town victoria The Trojan horse of driving in in a car that looks like Carlisle's. I'm sure Bella doesn't memorize the license plates. We know the windows are tinted because their skin sparkles. Like Bella walks up, rolls down the window. Guess who it is? Victoria. Yeah. I was really surprised, though, by how much she did know about the car. Like I super know what Peter's car looks like. Like I know when it's him versus any other Honda Civic. And I love Peter a lot, but I don't know the horsepower, especially not of like one of his relatives' cars. I don't even know what horsepower means. Do you really not? I mean, like how many horses it would take for for a car to be pulled that fast? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that it? Yeah, that is it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever (laughs) heard. How do they measure that? I don't know. But I don't even know the horsepower of my car. (laughs) I don't know what the horsepower of any car is. <laughs> but now you know Carlisle's. Do you have anything in your Twilight diary? Boy, do I. Okay, everyone stop. Bella is in love with Jacob, and I have evidence. She knows that it is Jacob's hands touching her, and that even though she's like passed out asleep, she's sure it's Jacob's hands. And she like gives all these excuses. She's like, oh, his hands were warm, so it could only be him. And it's like, uh-uh, it could be any werewolf. Sam's right there. He's warm, too. She's just so in love with him that even in, like, a drowning, temporary-induced coma, she's like, those are Jacob's hands. Um, Vanessa, are you Team Jacob again? No, I don't want this to happen. I'm just saying that it is happening. Why don't you want it to happen? I mean, I specifically don't want it to happen like in this chapter because the last thing that Jacob says to her is so petulant and obnoxious. He drops her off at the house and is like, hope you don't die. And it's like, (laughs) you know, that's not helpful. I don't want anyone to date anyone who says things like I hope you don't die. So I don't know. They both deserve better than each other. But regardless of whether or not she should, she is in love with him. Yeah, I think so, too. I've been getting that sense. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah, I do. Do you think Edward should have established a vacation fund for Bella who so she could have gone on a real trip to Paris? Is this a Twilight Diary or a Cosmo quiz? Yes. <laughs> what are the answers to Cosmo quizzes? He does like you back. <laughs> oh, run, girl. <laughs> Oh, the other thing I had in my Twilight Diary was that I feel so bad for the werewolves right now because they are not getting any sleep. The poor teenage boys have not slept, it seems, in days because they're running around chasing Victoria all the time. I'm just like, there has to be a better solution to this. Easy solution. Use Bella as bait. Put her in the middle of the forest. Victoria creeps up. All the werewolves attack. Victoria is dead. The werewolves can go back to being teenage boys and sleeping, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day as teenage boys do. Yes, I completely agree. Boys should be sleeping. Girls should be sleeping. Non-binary people should be sleeping. We should all be sleeping. Everyone go to bed. (laughs) Everyone go to bed. (laughs) My other idea is invite all of the vampires that they've ever come in contact with to a fancy gala. Send out beautiful printed invitations. Say, come to our beach. There's going to be a huge party. You can eat people or not, depending on your taste. Invite them all induce a bunch of people in the community to change into werewolves and then send the vampires away so that next time they have a problem, there's just ample werewolves around to handle it. And these poor boys aren't on, you know, 18 hour shifts six times a week. Ooh, I love this logic. So if there were vampires on the property more people would turn into werewolves. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they said that worked. I think so, too. Do you think that if they were close enough and there were enough vampires, even women would have the opportunity? I think that's impending, Vanessa. Oh, my God. That would be so exciting. Women, werewolves. The best kind. Julia, what do you want to put in Bella's care package? So I'm going to put in a bunch of fish fry. I know Harry Clearwater died. And the only thing I can remember about him in this book is that one time Billy brought over his fish fry for Charlie. And I'm going to give her like 100 fishes worth of fish fry and send it so that their community and their family can be set for food as they go through horrible funeral grieving process. That is so thoughtful. Thank you. I would like to get her basic things to take care of her throat. Her throat is really upset about having gargled down so much of the ocean because she's not yet reached her full mermaid potential. And I think that like throat coat tea really helps. I'm a fan of hauls. Some people like Rinkala and like other throat lozenges, but I think that hauls are objectively the best ones. Honey, like a lot of honey can be really good for your throat just like all the throat things i'm gonna just send her a little care package i love how you said that her throat is upset at her <laughs> no bella <laughs> don't drink the salt water yeah don't drown again please what do you think he's gonna happen next chapter i think edward is due to come back mm-hmm. i mean like it's carlisle's car but it's obviously not carlisle mm-hmm. in the car And so I think it's Edward and he's going to be like, what are you doing? You made a promise. Who the heck do you think you are? A classic Edward and Bella conversation. Edward yells at her and she loves it. Yeah. I would be so sad if Edward comes back. Like I've made so much progress in my Team Jacob journey to have it all pulled out from under me in the last moment. Really tragic. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a Romeo and Juliet fan club from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm in the fifth arrondissement en Paris. <laughs> we are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8 Talk to you soon.